Link out. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you know what? Let's just go. Let's just keep the, the, the link as is and we'll just see who runs in it. No, you can change it. But anyway, as you're doing that, we'll do the intro of the show. Hey, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, guys. This is Babe Talk. Hey. This is the best way to introduce things. I swear to God. Um, wow, that. <laughs> yep. That, that, that's what, now, see, it's very funny because that's what happened the last time we had a band on. Um, what was it? Pompo. Oh, oh, boy. Who was it? It was Simona. Insignificant Other. Insignificant Other. They went to go um, send out the link, and then instead of having the show link, they sent it out the invite link, and then just had a random fan join, and that fan just happened to be Pombo the Clown, and it was probably the world's best thing. <laughs> he peed on stage. But anyway, we have um, as special guest tonight, Fernando of Diet. Fernando and Friends, because um, we have... It's rumored that the band members are going to be trickling through in and out. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, what's going on? Not much, man. Uh, I just took like a great nap. <laughs> them bomb-ass naps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sleeping. Always tired here in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. We have uh, James Boss on the show tonight. Sup? I hate myself and I want to die. So, you're... And we have Tony Peppers. Hey, I'm a combination of both of them. College has me sleepy, and I really hate myself. Never take 19 hours in one semester. Fucking yep. That's oh, man. I'm hey, failing, is, like... We got a great show for us. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. Stay in school, kids. It's great for your health. Um, I'm, I'm afraid to ask you guys what you did this week, so... Um, oh, no. Oh, I'm gonna... Uh, um, what, what we're gonna no no especially uh no what <laughs> every week I start the show off by asking my panel how their day was but we're gonna start with Fernando how my day was <laughs> yes how how your day was how your week was oh uh my week was pretty alright I guess the one highlight of my week was that I ran a show here at my college for Carousel Kings and Survey says. That is very true. That is very true. And I'm, I believe you um, throw all the shows around that area. Is that correct? Um, I'm part of this collective of people called Sumac. And we run like three shows a semester. We had kind of big parts in October. And uh, we're going to have, um, I don't know if I can announce this yet, but I'm going to do it anyway. We're going to have Cayetana and uh, Mitski play here too. It's very similar to the one in high school. What's up? Um, big talk what school do you go to? I go to Stevens in Hoboken, New Jersey. My um school has a very similar thing called the Music Industry Club, and we book like five or six shows a semester. Yeah, we're a very tiny club. There's six people in it. <laughs> there's like thirty people in the club, and there's like a whole e-board of salaries and a budget and contracts and it's structured. Makes me a little sad. <laughs> Nope, nope, you're not allowed to get sad, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how well did the uh, show go over? Because I'm pretty sure you guys had a pretty high-profile show going on the same night, right? Yeah, we were competing with the story so far, Basement and Turnover. And I think I had, like, this big, like, metalcore fest, I think. I just like, the Amity Affliction was playing, like, Game Changer with, like, a bunch of other bands. Oh, Loud Fest, yeah. Yeah, so it was, like, those, those two shows were going on the same night in the area. But, uh, I mean, Turnout wasn't that bad. Uh, I mean, we only had like 30 kids come in. Like, I think your brother was one of them. But um, there's a lot of Steven students that went and showed up. And actually, our like foreign exchange students showed up. 
and they were going hard in the pit. And it was very funny because I never nice. did that. <laughs> where, where are they from? I think they were from India or some area around there. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, what is it? Um, Wally celebration day one. What's up? <laughs> but so, yeah, so that's awesome. Um, Tony, how, how was your day? Yeah, my day was pretty busy. Um, I think I broke my record of how many coffees I could drink in a day. Wow, my echo. Wow. Oh, okay. But anyways, I drank a lot of coffee today. Um, I filmed and presented a video project today, which was really crazy. I've never done so much work so fast and still had something presentable to do. But it was a busy day, productive day. Yeah, just wing it. Well, there you go. That, that, that's cool. Um, so how um, how much coffee did you actually drink? Because I'm only imagining, like, that episode of um, Futurama where Fry, like, drinks. Where time stopped. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, usually I have, like, one large cappuccino a day, but I have, like, six. Six? Jesus, man. Do you want them? My um, heart's beating really fast. Yeah, I have heart problems. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's been a day. It's been a day. Well, it's been a day. Yeah, so, I've, uh, I've drank three monsters in, in the span of twenty-four hours, and I'm pretty sure I took off like five years out of my lifespan because of it. <laughs> like, I'll drink as much coffee as I need to, but I won't touch energy drinks because something tells me, like, no, man, you can do a caffeine overdose. Just don't touch those. Don't touch the energy drinks. <laughs> while I do everything else unhealthy. I, I know they're so bad for me, but like I hate the taste of coffee, so it's like my only option. <laughs> just like <laughs> chug down sugary energy yeah. drinks. The only thing that I'll never understand is that like, I remember, you remember like when we were in kitchen shit like that and people would say like, oh, don't ever drink um, Mountain Dew. Like it'll deplete your sperm count. But then you'll see like these, what? These 34 year old, 12 year olds that would drink like monsters every day and like, just expect everything to be okay. Like, I'm pretty sure that monsters are just as bad, if not worse, than Mountain Dews. You just see 12-year-olds double-fisting tall boys of monster. <laughs> Catch me at the Pierce the Veil show. <laughs> and no one told them that, that it's just like, nah, man, everything's gonna be fine for you. Kids will, like, give shit for Mountain Dew, but then they'll have, like, what? Like, the, the BFCs? Do you guys remember those two BFCs? Yeah. yeah. Like, who the fuck thought that that was just a good idea? That's just a canister, like, like a, a bag-ass canister of, like, radioactive sugar. Like, that's the world's most worst thing you ever give a child, a growing child. Uh, my, my, uh, my energy drink that I have, like, prejudice against is a uh, NAS, because, like, the bottle looks like something you'd put in your car, and that's something you'd drink. <laughs> I just feel like I'm, like, I remember the NAS, yeah, those are lit. Yeah, no, those are, that bottle's, like, too, like... <laughs> Shady for me. <laughs> Did you ever hear about taurine being like bull semen? That's what people like. That was rumor in my middle school. Was like, don't drink it because the taurine is really bull semen. And I didn't really carry much weight to that. It's like Marilyn Manson taking out his ribs. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Can we can we re rewind that? Um... There, I was told, like, don't drink wine people tell you don't drink monster and all that because it like lowers your sperm count i was told don't drink it because taurine is actually bull semen 
And at the time, I was too young to really understand how useful Google is, and I know this whole thing could be solved in literally 0.5 seconds, but I never, I never Googled it. It was just something I heard as a kid where I'm like, wow, Red Bull's fucking wild. But like, <laughs> Red Bull's wild, man. <laughs> it's, just, it's really giving you wings. <laughs> but that was just something. Did you guys hear that too, or did I just grow up in a weird no, part of the South? I, I, I never grew up with that man, information. Never. Oh, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> so they must have just fucked with you like real hardcore over in like whatever Probably. school that you went to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got fucked with in school. Yeah, it's cool. I don't want to talk about it. Tony's just walking around with the Red Bull. The world is like, Tony's drinking bulges, bulges, bulges. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, James, yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> James drinking bulges. Well, um, hey, James. Hey, James Boss. Hey. Um, I'm trying to think of what alternative question I can ask you. Um, <laughs> Name nah, I can talk about how my day was. <laughs> all right, it was all right. Okay. How, how was your day, James? How was your day? I, it was good. I failed a test. What happens? Um, I don't know. I've just been kind of chilling. I ate Oreos. Sick. Oreos are good. Oreos are good. Yeah. Um, shit's been... I, I've heard that if you... What? Yeah, go on, yeah. Shit's been hella lately. It's been interesting. Well, um... Uh... Hella what? Hella interesting? Hella good? Hella bad? Just hella? Hella everything. Helicopter? Hella, hella. Hella, hella. Cheddar, cheddar. Yeah. You know uh, Oreos are vegan? Uh, yeah. Hot. Uh, oh! Game changer. Yeah, no, like, it's not like cream in the middle, it's like pure sugar. <laughs> so, I guess it's pure sugar. <laughs> vegans are okay with it. <laughs> um, I did not know that. Yeah. But, yeah, um... We mainly been focusing on, um, there's a show coming up on my campus, uh, Koji is going to be playing a show with, uh, Pedal and Gray Gordon, and, Ooh. yeah, it's pretty stacked. stacked, and we're all really excited about that, and that's Saturday, and that's just, like, what I'm looking forward to, besides, like, my crippling failure in school, just... Chilling. Well, I mean, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give you an honorary degree. I'll give you a babe talk degree. How about Thank that? You. Thank you. No problem. I mean, side projects are, are pretty cool. I've listened to Pedal a few few times. They're pretty, they're, they're, they're cool. They're cool. For sure. Like, like it's, it's funny when, when, when you see, the one thing that I was actually explaining to um, my brother was I was showing them, uh, him, um, Code Orange Kids. And then the stars difference between Code Orange Kids and like Adventures. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's basically Adventures is the acoustic side project of a hardcore dude. That's how I've always viewed it as, even though it's so much better than that. It really is, but it, and it's just like super like destroying. Like I forget the the girl's name. Uh, Reba. Reba. She it too. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what's her name? Reba. Reba. Reba, yeah, yeah, like, like she fronts the band, and then like in Code Orange, she, she's like supporting Volks, and it's just like, at what point do you go just, like, and then like if you see Adventures Live, you, you also see, see like the, um, some of the energy that from Code Orange like translate into Adventures, and like you'll look at the Adventures set, and like you'll want to get into it, and then realize you can't like, you know, punch a 16 year old grunge, like, like a soft grunge kid to like, you know, alternative 90s core. <laughs> yeah. But like, is there, there been any like side project that you guys have been listening to? Um, um I don't know if this counts, but uh, 
I've been switching on and off between Coma Cinema and Elvis Presley lately. That's what I've been about. I don't know which one's a side project, but uh, <laughs> one of those two. <laughs> Um, I'm not listening to any side projects currently, but There, 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 I think is probably one of my favorite side projects that I've heard. Um, it's like, it's Evan Weiss, and it's Mike Kinsella, and then it's someone else who I can't remember, but he's in another band called Loose Lip Sync Ships, and like, the pure talent, oh my goodness, like, their first EP is probably one of my favorite releases, like top ten. Sick. I've been listening to a lot of Plus 44 lately. I almost muted you for a second. <laughs> you don't like Plus 44, man? They're yeah. so good. I love Plus It's I so mean, much better than New Blink. Right? Yeah. No, it's so good. No, but the best side project out of like, all of Blink's history is Boxcar Racer. Like, that is one of oh, my yeah, favorite albums. Like, so that, yeah, I, I'll admit, that is very solid. I was, um, my brother were, and I were talking, were talking about how, um, stories so far kind of lost their edge. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, if, if Parker wanted to just, like, tap back into, like, not hitting everybody, he could just, like, go back to Snarl, and I think that would be pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, was that, like, a joke, or was it a serious thing? Because, like, it wasn't the best thing I heard, but it wasn't bad, you know? I think it was just a phase all that whole scene went through. Like, yeah. It was like it came out at the yeah. same time like Matt Karecki's... Uh, yeah, they just started oh, working out way too much. Yeah, and like, <laughs> we should make hardcore bands, dude! Listen to expire once. Turn into a trapped on an ice cover band. They were like the NWO of pop punk. They just started hanging out and trying to be badasses. Did you say NWO, really? Yeah. <laughs> I love all the four people that are probably going to be able to, to, to get that because, like, you know, who watches wrestling anymore? There's a band called NWO. They're terrible, but they're a thing. <laughs> Whoa, shots. I guess we will never have them on the show. What up? Eh, I'm not too. I think my band's coming on right now. I, yeah, I, I saw them join, and I was like, I think that's a band member. Either yeah, it's just not another random, random fan. <laughs> I gave him access to my band's email. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, whoa, whoa here, here, we, we, got, we got two heads over here. Yo. Yo, what's up? Yo, what's up, eh? Alright, who, who am I talking with? You're on in the morning with Ollie and the Babeheads. That's Tom. Um, wing, wing, wing. <laughs> Alright, so we have so, so Tom. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's it, alright. <laughs> I'm Joe, I'm Joe. Don't... Alright. Uh, Tom and Joe, this is, this is wonderful. This is good, guys, this is good. I like everything. Tom and Joe. Alright, so how was, your, how, how was your day today, guys? We just got out of work together. It's cute. Oh, that's adorable. Where do you guys work at? Build-A-Bear? What? <laughs> <laughs> Tom's, Tom's leaving. Tom's leaving. <laughs> Tom, no. <laughs> he just left me here. Uh, we work at a restaurant. Which one? Sick. <laughs> it's got tables. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, it's Can called you sit Paradise. at these tables? It's actually the very important question. It's called Paradise in Staten Island. Ooh, rough. Staten Island is... Paradise in Staten Island. That's actually a pretty tall order. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, I'm leaving. 
<laughs> no, no, I have been in all the band. Damn it. Oh, man, I did not mean to do that. But that's no, cool. I'll, I'll, I hate Santa. What do we do? What's up? Oh, what's up? Well, hey, we just kind of just got into the show. Um, we just we're actually about to go into our topics for tonight. Um, so we have a few few things that happened this week. Um, I think we all saw the um massive rainfall that happened with uh, Copa Starship calling it quits. I'm still crying. Uh, the city is at war, and the city is my heart. Maybe it was just me, but like I was still into rock music, but I think I was just too black to get into like Cobra Starship. <laughs> I never liked Cobra Starship either. <laughs> we're so, like, too much We're just like, just, nope, sorry, we can't just, get into the white people like, shit. This is too crazy. Yeah, the breakup meant nothing to me. <laughs> well, I mean, Nightshades and Hot Mess were really bad. Viva La Cobra was pretty cringy, but in a good way. But when the city sleeps, we roll the streets was a fucking fantastic record. Like even the songs that were bad on there, you were like, God, I know I shouldn't like this, but damn, this is good. Like, the Church of Hot Addiction is like one of the mm, best songs of all time. That's very good. Now, now, James, do you know the re- the reason as to why they were just like, fuck it? No one cares about them anymore. Wow. Except Simona. Really? Shout out Simona. <laughs> like they were like. I- I saw they were very sad. Like, they were just, he was like, kind of, kind of like, hey, this band has run its course. Love you. Damn. Now, it's, it's crazy, because, like, we're, we're starting to see, see, like, a new wave of, like, what, the neon MySpace 16-year-old bands with, like, Metro Station trying to poke its head through. The newest band that Equal Vision just signed could have fit in perfectly in 2009. True. So, so that was a thing. I'm, I'm assuming that Diet has has no comment as to whether I mean, or not they're gonna miss. <laughs> I have a comment on Neon. I was bumping for the sickest kids all day today, man. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right. See. <laughs> yeah. Never dies. And I, I was uh, I don't know if you saw my personal Facebook, but I was I was going with middle school jams recently. I put on Jamie Olober, um, Check Yes Juliet. <laughs> Didn't you just leave middle school like last year? <laughs> Like, dude, you can't really say that you never left of like in the I'm 18, Joe. I'm not 16 anymore. So you just graduated middle school. It's cute. It's fine. It's fine. You can still like like. It's friend. not a phase, Mom. This is who I really am. <laughs> this is who I really am. I mean, what's even cooler is that, like, I don't know if this is, like, true or confirmed, but I'm pretty sure I heard rumor that I said my friends of fire is going to be doing new shit. And, like, I'm the most jokes kid. They're on a tour. True? Right now. Uh, like, yeah. where were you? They're touring right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I was just studying my composition notebook. I don't fucking know. I, I don't remember this news at all. When, when are they going to tour? Who are they going on tour with? They're uh, right now on the road with two bands I have never heard of called Shiva and Reckless Serenade. Actually, I know Reckless Serenade by that. James just didn't want to admit that he knew. He <laughs> had a um... view of them on the site. Those are just bait and switch names. All of their shows are with Smosh. <laughs> with Smosh, there we go. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, that was a pretty funny. Well, because it was about. Uh, I want to say it was a sex ed video. Yeah. Yeah. Smosh, right? Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm 11 again. 2010 memes, bro. 
<laughs> Some sick dank memes, man. Dank, brah. And we also had that, like, I think if, if anyone to really get me back out to, like, a, to, like, what, like, the old school, um, scene bands. I set my, I set my friend, my friends on fire. Um, uh, scaring kids, scaring kids. Yeah, well, that's never I was fucking thinking of that. No. Well, I bet I wrestled a bear well, I mean, once. Now, so now it won't sadly. Yeah. Wasn't that one I wrestled a bear once? I wrestled yeah. a bear, bear once. I couldn't, I, you know, that was kind of hard. Where does this guy look drive? Dance, Kevin Dance, man. Anyone have opinions on Ocean's Eight in Alaska? I, I recently like saw someone get mad over it, and I heard them once at Hot Topic, and I immediately turned it off. Um, the nicest people I've ever met. Just not a huge fan of their music. Okay, well that's good. See, because I, I, I have an ability to separate people from from music. Nicest dudes, like. nicest fucking dudes, but I reviewed them on Babe Talk a while back. It was like my second or third album review ever. I thought you were going to say interviewed, and I was just like, ooh, let me just retract all of that real quick. But so, so, that's, so that's a thing. I mean, like, I don't know. I think all of us still have a little bit of scene left in us. Oh. A little? Or, or not. I mean, shit, we just got the Trap Lord over there. Alright, my bad. What are you bumping over there on your, on your soundtrack tonight? Uh, I'm really into The weekend. <laughs> yeah? yeah? I don't know. Just going go, go, go pop pills and fuck girls all night? Yeah. Is, is The weekend secretly bad? I, I missed that. No, no, The weekend's oh, not bad. Okay. <laughs> Like, like the <laughs> is like the week is pretty, pretty uh, good. If you, it, you get Drake at Starbucks and you get the weekend that's uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> what? Why did I agree with that? I totally blindly agree with that. Like as if it makes some fucking sense. It's just like, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Up, like, that made more like, sense in my head. Sense. I was like, that yeah, made... James, wait. What? <laughs> that made more sense in my head, I swear. I thought that was going more along the lines of Drake on the street, The weekend in the Sheets, but no, that was very different. <laughs> See, that and, and that makes a little bit more sense than James is just saying. Because like, like, The weekend's doing pretty well. If you guys like are, are actually following, um, like, what would that be considered? Like, the top 40 bands and shit like that? in the R&B world, Weekend's kind of blowing up. Weekend, he's, he's done his thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, all of his music is a little, is a little bit different from most R&B or pop R&B. But like, if you notice, just like popping pills and fucking women. But if you notice, like, pop music is kind of changing and the way it's changing, like the way it's shifting is the way that like, The Weekend has kind of been pushing for a while. I think it's more The Weekend's been- well, no, just like the overall, yeah, the overall sound, like, like the way his music sounds, the music is taking more of a shift towards that direction, and you're getting, like, more dancier stuff, and I think, like, what he's doing is finally starting to pay off. Yeah, yeah, pop music's been killing it lately. Yeah. I don't know, maybe I just, like, I became more open-minded recently, <laughs> but I broke my aux cord in my car. I was forced to listen to like, the top 40. Like, like, I love Justin Bieber now. <laughs> I was really just about say, to say, can we talk about how good Justin Bieber is now? 
his new album is not even bad. It's not even bad. Like, 2010 me wants to punch me now in the face, but new Justin Bieber is fantastic. I've been the biggest Justin Bieber supporter since, like, like baby. I feel <laughs> <laughs> like no shame. Yeah, this is so good. <laughs> and it was so weird because like he he went from kind of like the same shit to like out of nowhere like I don't know maybe like consulted with Diplo it was just like I need new fans and he was just like I got you fam and then dropped like Where Are You Now and Sorry. Yeah, like do you remember like about a year ago everyone hated Beaver because so much shit was coming out about him treating his fans shitty and him just being an overall just badass human being. Everyone was like fuck Beaver. And then What Do You Mean came out and suddenly people are like no we forgive you. And the <laughs> best yeah, it, that's crazy. That's, <laughs> the best that's part is really true. He's still acting shitty to his fans. Oh, He's yeah. still doing it. And no one cares because his new music is that good. Yo, did you guys see the video where like he's doing like a live acoustic thing and like the fans are clapping out of rhythm or something? <laughs> and he just stops them. <laughs> no. Yeah. He, uh, That's the best thing. That's the he best flips thing I've a... ever seen. He was just like, stop, stop, shut up, shut up. Here, ready? He, um... this, you fucking idiots. I swear to God, he was like six seconds to say something. Like, you oh, are no. all fucking idiots. And like he uh, flipped the table at paparazzi two days ago. He walks off stage like a week ago and no one cares because... Bieber is God now. Good music. And like, isn't that crazy? Always yeah, God. <laughs> but then again, like, if we were to look at the rest of like the music industry, you can pretty much do it. You can beat your you can beat your girlfriend, but as long as you put out a good hook, you're good. That's kind of sad. Like, yeah. like, like really you know, sad. Chris Brown, that, that that like you know gave Rihanna a nice hook, and then gave the music industry a nice hook, and then everyone's uh. just like, you're good. Uh, there's still a very large number of people who are very anti Chris Brown, though. No, of course, yeah. And Hi. Hi. That, yes. Yes. yes I'm Hi. No, yeah. Chris Brown is just like an awful human being for doing all that shit. But we also have, if you were to look at it, Chris Brown fans, from poor Step fans, Zelo oh, Green fans. Oh my God. I, I'd like to say that Chris Brown is a significantly better songwriter than Front Porch Step. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I never that, thought that would be a sentence I hear on this show, but yeah, anyway. no, I don't, I, I can't stand front porch step. So cringy. <laughs> no, that's that that that's very true. Like I like it's like the ultimate sad boy music. Like I never thought that I heard anything so depressing until like I listened to the front porch step. It was just like. I don't love like good sick car cry tears. But like it's not even like it makes you depressed about your life. It's almost like a secondhand embarrassment. Like you listen to it and you feel so sad for him. Yeah, You're like shit. His I still is so remember. Bad. Maybe I should jump off a bridge. I still remember in March 2014 where everyone was fucking with him. Mm-hmm. No, I was not. No, I I, like, I tried to. And I was including just, just, like, me. Well, I hate well, him in it, I, think... I drank the Kool Aid at one point. Yeah, I think some of us knew because certain people let us in on the crazy ahead of time. But man, like everyone was fucking drinking the front porch step Kool Aid. It was awful. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. he was just like a white boy with a guitar that was like, like you know, four chords away from singing fucking Wonderwall, and like was just like, oh, this is so fucking great. <laughs> like there are like so many other songwriters that 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 you could do well with. Like the one people, uh, Koji, Koji's beautiful, fantastic. Um, in into it over it. Just push them, throw them into that direction. It was just like, guys, don't st stop. Yeah, it's like no. real friends. I don't love you anymore. You want some good pop punk? 
just literally throw a dart into a like what a Best Buy, and you'll probably hit something a little bit better. Yeah, a real friend is also not good in my opinion. <laughs> Cannot get into them. Yeah, it's 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 really hard. Don't get Ali started on Real Friends. I know. I'm sorry. I started it. I'm not allowed to comment anymore. Real Friends is that band that when my sister, who's 16 now, when she's my age, someone's gonna be like, "Oh, did you ever listen to Real Friends in high school?" And she's gonna go, ah, "All right, like, <laughs> oh, no. I used to. I don't anymore. But oh, yeah. No. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. He said that. But then again, like, it, it is. It does make make sense that there are certain bands that fit a demographic. Um, Pierce the Veil isn't really trying to attract, like, the 20-something community. They found their niche. Pierce the Veil isn't even doing anything. They released an album three years ago, and they somehow got more fans without releasing anything else. And, like, they're not bad. Like, like Pierce the Veil, they're... they're they're, they're, they're the breadsticks at Olive Garden. You can eat a few. Paraphernalia is the best song Yo, Paraphernalia? But, like, you know you really only show up to Paraphernalia to hear Jeremy McKinnon. You, like... Yeah, yeah I'll give you that. But, okay, but I have to go back, because King for a day is pretty fucking dope. It is. The one thing that I've always been able to appreciate about Pierce and Vale is that, like, if you're able to, like, two-step and throw down and then merengue into the very next bar... That shit's on fire. I, you, you, you gotta be hooked. Yeah, they do some pretty dope, like, Spanish-influenced stuff. But, like, I noticed their fan base always makes taco jokes. Does Pierce the Veil make taco jokes? Or did the fans kind of just get together and make taco jokes? The fans are 14, and they just, like, they notice they're Hispanics, so they just talk about tacos. <laughs> Alright, I'm making, I'm making sure it's what I thought. <laughs> like... Tacos, XD. Yeah, pretty much. So oh random, God. so random. So you know what? They would do really well if they were to like tap into like the hot topic um market. Someone should hard. get on to Pierce the Veil about that. They should hit up hot topic. They oh, have please. hot sauce. Oh, dude, they they sell hot sauce. sauce. They sell hot sauce? Yeah. Yo, check out this hot sauce. It's about as good as my latest track with There's the there's a thirteen year old with her Pierce the Veil hot sauce that's like, I'm different from the rest of the girls my age. Because she puts on Pierce Seville hot sauce? Yes, it's definitely somewhere out there. I need to go. I need to, I, we're checking out. There, there's, there's, there's no hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Tony just... <laughs> For those listening to the podcast at home, Tony just gave up on everything. <laughs> Dear Christ. But I mean, like... It is what it is. I mean, like, what, what are we gonna do about it? They're still cool. They're I just, cool. I just mean, like, never I go into the crowds at one of their concerts. They what? Never go into the crowd at one of their concerts. No, because you're coming with a lawsuit. Yeah, <laughs> you want to talk about a bad crowd? Go see, like, the front bottoms now. Oh, uh, there's yeah. a lot of angry young women. Like, I've been to, like, crazy shows, but, like... These girls are just like fighting for the front. <laughs> like they dig their elbows into your spine and shit. <laughs> like, yeah. and the best way to end up in the front at a front bottom show is like, don't move. They'll push you there eventually. <laughs> yeah. My brother and I were just ta ta talking about about that, like the switch of um communities, I guess you could say, because the same thing happened with the story so far. Like we went from the khaki like pop punkers that ate pizza and just wanted to stage dive off of everything to like 
a solid amount of girls just wanted to be like, Pocket! <laughs> and I yeah. guess it's the same thing that's happening with the front bottoms. Because, like, they, cause they, they were following the category of, like, what? Like, I heard someone say, like, kind of like the college rock era, like the early Weezer kind, kind of rock. Too many girls heard the song Peach. That's what happened. Tony At the same time, though, industry. if you don't have a shit ton of fangirls, you're fucked. Like, shout out to fangirls. Word, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, no, technically, cool. they're allowed to enjoy the experience, too, because they do like the music, right? Yeah, no. No, no definitely. Like, they cool. More the merrier, man. It's when they bring their parents in the pit that I have issues because their parents are usually the worst people I've ever met. I've just... never experienced a parent in the pit. Hold yeah, on. I've never seen parents. Yeah. Oh, no. Um... Really? You guys have seen parents in pits? Yeah, what? Um, last year, my roommate and I, my roommate's like even more seen than I am. And we went to see Pierce the Veil on Beartooth, and we were in the Beartooth pit, and there was a mom who yelled at me for being too fat to be near her daughter in the pit. Do you know what you do? Did you you, you sit on her. You sit on her and say, "Who's that?" And now, then bitch? when I saw All Time Low and State Champs in May, a father tried to fight me and my friend Maggie for being too tall in the pit. That's ridiculous, Fernando. You you you, you said you parents also seen everything. Pits, right? What happened? You said you haven't seen parents in the pits. No, I've never seen parents in the pit. That's weird. I mean, I went to Skane Surf with like a front bottom city that like. I think they only sold it like that Champagne Jam show they did, and like a lot of people who complimented it were like older, like middle-aged people, which was like, I mean, I thought it was cool, but I just figured like they, since like somehow everyone in Jersey knows someone in the front bottom, which I thought it was one of those situations. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like collective, just like as a state, we all just know the front bottoms through someone. Oh yeah, my son went to high school with him. Oh, he's doing well. Tell his mother I said hi. Yeah, that's funny because like in Staten Island, um, the front bottoms were, really weren't that big, and then it came to to college in Jersey, and like one out of three people know the front bottoms, and they're like, oh yeah, I was at a party once, and like they just started playing randomly or something. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, excuse me. I wish I had that story. Same. That kind of used to happen in Philly with modern baseball. Like, like usually, like just somewhere in Philly, they were just playing during their Drexel days. So that was kind of cool. Tom, Joe. No. Nope. So, you, have you guys experienced parents in the pits? I don't go to shows. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just like no shows whatsoever. I went to like five concerts in my life. I hate crowds. Oh, see that 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 I can say. I mean, I stand in the back and like listen to it. But at that point, I can't see any dads or moms. <laughs> you just end up just like becoming friends with like the people in the back. Yeah, you know what? You want to hear a story? I want to get my say in the chat here. <laughs> what you want to hear? Why I don't like shows? It's a little off topic. Unless you want me to wait. I kind of want to hear the story. Just all right. I think you'll enjoy it. All right. Ready? Check it out. This is the number one reason why I hate cats. We went to uh, the Starland Ballroom. What did we see? Citizen, uh, Modern Baseball, who the hell else? The Wonder Year. It was a good show. A lot of cool uh, yeah. Good tour, good tour. Yeah, it was really good. It was the beginning of it, right? It was the very beginning. I don't know, whatever. And uh, 
I'm standing in the crowd, right? We had, like, the VIP tickets, which basically means you go in 10 minutes early to stand in the front, which I didn't like the idea, but I was like, whatever. It was like $5, let's do it. So we went to the front, <laughs> and 10 minutes into the show, I'm all the way in the middle, then I end up in the back later, but in the middle, let me tell you, there's a big girl in front of me, right? Like, I'm a big dude. Big girl in front of me. Very sweaty. Did not like it. The whole crowd was sweaty. I don't like sweaty. She's in front of me, and she's, like, usually in a show, you know, in a crowd, you're standing not directly behind or in front of somebody. It's somewhat, like, angled. You shift it so you're not, you're not bumping into people's junk and whatnot. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so this, this girl completely disregarded the rules. She was right in front of me, and I did not like it. And she was jumping. I don't jump at shows. I don't, I don't, that jumping gravity doesn't work well with me. She was jumping. I wasn't jumping. It felt inappropriate. Cut to the end. I, I finally, the song stops. I try to get out of the way. I leave. I move to a different area. I'm like, I'm done with this. With this weird perpendicular standing. I move. A couple songs later, she's back in front of me with her friends doing the same thing. Her friend looks at me and then back at her and says, he's behind you again. And looked at me like I was doing something wrong. Like I was following this girl to molest her. But I didn't do, I'm, I'm just standing there trying to listen to music. And I'm getting grinded on inappropriately. I, it wasn't my thing. I don't like that. That's my story. Back to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's I mean, like, that, I, I feel like that's, that's a common thing, though, that, like, apparently, like, it always just ends up being, like, the guy's fault. Yeah, I was just saying. Oh, let me let me rephrase that before I end up becoming like a Twitter boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, okay, hold on. Yeah, okay, yeah, hold yeah. On. Yeah, I'm gonna rephrase that really, really well. So let's retract what I just said. <laughs> Fuck me. All right. Not enough people yeah. pay attention to incidents Thank where God. girls are having inappropriate contact with guys when the guys aren't consenting to it. Yeah. Granted, I mean, I don't think she was doing anything dirty. I'm you know what I mean. But like, I feel like it just happened that she had to be in front of me, and then when I moved, she for some reason her friends thought I moved with them, even though I moved. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. It just so happened that it yeah. just happened to be. It was just a terrible coincidence, and somehow I was the creeper. Yeah, I got a fucked up crowd story. So, um, <laughs> in August, I went, I, I, went to see the Front Bottoms brand new and Kevin Devine up in Cooperstown, New York, with my girlfriend, and uh, we, we were in the crowd, and. Um, I think this girl was just like really high on something. I don't know what, but she ended up peeing on this other girl behind her's leg. <laughs> and everybody just like booked it the fuck out of there. And the girl like, got peed on her, a pee on her. She was like, "What the fuck?" And like the girl who peed just acted like nothing happened. She just kept watching the band, like not making. <laughs> oh, no. Like this is fine. This is absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was fucked up. Like. It was only in my section too. Like three fights almost broke out and shit. Yeah, like, it was a section to be at, honestly. <laughs> I was like, man, it sounds pretty lit. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Not I remember I went to go see um, We're the In Crowd, and like I thought that was gonna be like a really chill show to go see, but I keep forgetting that like I'm six foot in black, so like it's not gonna be a really chill show for me to go to. So I forget who was opening. This was like many many moons ago, and um. Some some boy band was playing, and I'm like, no, I'm going to go and eventually see Taylor Jar Jardine, because she bay. So I'm up there, literally everyone's tiny and, like, 14, and I'm just, like, so out of place and so odd, and I'm just, like, I'm just going to keep, like, my hands, like, right up here the entire time, and, like, everything will be fine. So this boy goes, gets on stage and, like, starts, like, leaning and doing, like, the, it was good, and everyone's just like, ah! 
out like losing their shit over them. And like during like the, the, the surge of like everything moving, like I'm just like trying to sway with everything. And this one particular girl turns around and with like the eyes of Satan in the voice of like, you know, his father just goes like, STOP FUCKING TOUCHING MY FRIEND! And I'm just like, I don't fucking know what's going on at all. And so I, I've kind of like wanted to go back to weirdy in crowd shows, but every time I've gone there it's just been an issue. I, I think I'm just too tall. <laughs> Like I have an awful pissing place. story in crowds also. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a way to start it. Yeah, coincidentally, also at the Modern Baseball Wonder Years tour that happened a little while ago. Um, it's at the House of Blues in New Orleans. And usually, like, they're very strict on things. You can't stage dive. If you start a mosh pit, it usually gets shut down pretty quickly. But, like, in the heat of everything, I remember one of my friends going, the heat of the moment. Look at that! Look at that! And I remember looking over and seeing this dude, like, five people away from us, just pissing! Just flat out, like, like dick out, just pissing on the floor. In the middle of this huge crowd of places, he's just pissing on the floor. And people are jumping around, people are moving, no one notices, except the people far away enough, and I'm like, what the fuck? But, like, yeah, yeah, this guy is fucking savage. But later, it gets worse. At the end of the show... Is he? Is he? Continue. Yeah, it's continue. At the end of the show... Someone from, like, that same general vicinity is, like, yelling around, like, you know how people look for shit at the end of the show. Someone's in the same area this dude pissed everywhere and goes, I can't find my glasses! Has anyone seen a pair of glasses? Oh, oh, no, you give up. Oh, no. I didn't come back to find out. Like, I never stayed long enough to see if she found them, but... God damn. Someone may have put, like, piss-soaked glasses on their face that night. <laughs> no, no, man. That, no. Dude, you just don't even go for it. I'd be like, I'll look like... I'll be, I'll be fucking Velma. I'll just, like, you know, I'll blind, <laughs> I'll away from this shit. Blind as a fucking bat. There's no way I'm putting piss on my face. Yeah, but mm, she never would have even known. She never saw it coming. Yeah, at, at some point, you gotta take an L, man. Yes, L. Am I missing something? Is is there, like, a common theme between, like, piss and either modern baseball and or the Wonder Years? Like, I know they have, like, obscured themes in some of the songs, but goddamn. I mean, pissing contests in the parking lot. That's, that's one of their new lyrics. Yep. But I guess there the parking lot's really just a venue. Well, um, I guess we talked about piss for long enough. <laughs> and yeah. We're kind of at that point of the time where we start to give our bands a um, an interview and not talk about piss for a little bit. I like piss. You like piss? You like piss? <laughs> not crowd. Not crowd. <laughs> at this point, guys, we would say this episode is sponsored by X, Y, and Z. But hey, we don't have any sponsors yet. Do you want to become a sponsor of the show? Well, we're taking submissions. Email me at ollie at babetalk.tv and you will have your product read out to so many different people and so many different people will want to look into your shit. Maybe. I'll, maybe your I'll shit sucks. You, but You'll you, sponsor us? There we go. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Diet. Anyway, yeah, so email me at ali at babetalk.tv if you are interested in doing any type of sponsorship. So the way that we're going to be doing this interview is I see Tony Peppers, that's first. I see James, that's second. And then I will produce a question afterwards. So um, before we jump into it, if you guys could just, like, you know, state your um, band name and then um, your positions in the band, and we'll get started. <laughs> uh, I sing and play guitar and die. I'm the drummer, also in that. 
I play bass and die, and that's all I do. Damn. <laughs> that's just nothing else. You sound like a diet bassist. <laughs> okay, sorry for that joke. Um, can we just go ahead and start? I'll do it. Yeah. Just go Done. Right <laughs> ready, Antonio. All right. Um, <laughs> just, just to start off, um, how did you guys start? Like, how did you guys get together? Um. So no one in the band is an original member but me. It's awkward like that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was high school, and I was in this band with the drummer. Not in the band anymore. And then people just slowly started changing. That's really it. Joe was the latest. Yeah, I'm the newest guy. Fernando doesn't really count. <laughs> doesn't do much. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful origin story. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I joined the band at 16. And uh, I was very dependent on the rest of the people in the band. <laughs> like I needed them to like drive me to practice. Yeah. <laughs> How well did you know bass before then? Um, I started playing at 13, but uh, I, I wasn't, I, I'm still not very good, honestly. <laughs> it's true. So, is that your first band? Uh, nah, me and Tom were actually in a band before Diet. That's how we met. It was a very bad pop-punk band that I started at 14. I don't know why Tom joins. <laughs> He's a... Yeah, he's a, he's a lot. He's like a three years older than me. Kid joined a band with fourteen year olds. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, that's only like seventeen. It's not that big. <laughs> nah, it's really, it's really. It. I don't know. It's just people keep joining and people keep leaving. <laughs> All right. So, um, musically, who are some of your influences? Uh, Fernando knows. <laughs> um, He's enough Fernando's influences. Well, my personal influences would be like, I mean, the whole reason we play, like, well, like, the reason I like the music that I play is called, you know, like, a few years ago, like, I discovered Tiger's Jaws, a self-titled album, and to me, like, that was a whole game changer, before that, I listened to, like, Easy Core, but, like, listening to Tiger's Jaws self-titled was, like, what made me, like, appreciate, like, this whole new, like, emo revival thing, and from there on, I just started expanding to more bands. Um, another thing, too, that made me join the band is I was, like, in the Nirvana cover band when I was, like, 13. And they just made me learn a bunch of Nirvana songs. And I just ended up liking Nirvana because of it. And, like, I guess this was close enough. <laughs> I just joined. Damn. It's, yeah, it's like you're bound to like Nirvana if you end up in a cover band. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely brand new. Yeah, brand new. Like, borderline ripping into off. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Blink One Eighty Two, even though I haven't listened to them in like six years, like they're still there <laughs> in my head. It's in your head. Uh, the weekend, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I like Drake. He's really cat. Yeah, who don't like Drake though? So um, so like like you guys had said said before um. Joe, you're you're one of the only original members that are in the band, and but like you're actively still trying to. Um, um, he's the original. Tom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so Tom, um, I have the names here. Um, welcome. 
My name's Ali. Welcome to Baby Babe Talk. Um, <laughs> so, like, you're one of the, like, the only original members that are actually in a band, but um, you're constantly looking for new members to keep the band alive. Um, what what keeps it to, to, together, or what's the reasoning why you're still trying to look for members to make sure that the um, band continues and not just scrap and start, start again and try to find something else to pursue? You have an answer? Yeah. He has an answer. I have an answer. He has an answer. question directed to him. <laughs> I mean, the question directed at you, Tom, so I don't know how Joe's going to answer a question directed at you. <laughs> well, my answer would be I'm the only original member, but Chris, he wasn't like, he didn't replace anyone. If that makes sense. Like, he just came in a second guitar. So then it was like me and him working together a lot, and he's still there, so like, we just kind of. Things happen. Like we didn't kick people out. Like our one of our bases had to go to college, so it was like bring Fernando in. It wasn't like to like tear us apart, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I like music. I feel like it's too much work to like start anything. I didn't have to meet anyone new. Like I've known Fernando and Fernando. It's not like I just introduced him to be in the band. Uh, Keep it safe. It's like, like, like a, um, keep it safe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, essentially. Pretty much. What's your answer? <laughs> Am I going? Yeah, go. Tell me. Yo, I was on because, like, you said, like, keeping it alive. I don't think it's more so keeping it alive. Like Tom said, it's not like, you know, anything was malicious. Nobody was, like, kicked out. It was more so just finding, like, from what I see, because, you know, I've known Tom since band even before I was in it. And more so looking for the right people, not that the other people were bad, but like you said, people had things to do. Like the old drummer went away to college and he's doing a lot of serious stuff in college. So it's like, it's not necessarily keeping it alive and trying to keep it going. It's worrying about starting something new. It's more so just finding like the right pieces for the puzzle. Everyone's able now to, like, we have our own schedule to have it set where we can make time to do this and keep our private lives, work lives, and all that. I don't know. Tom answered mostly what I was going to say. <laughs> well, well that, that does make, make, make sense. And Fernando, was there anything that, that, that you saw in the band as to what made you want to join it? Um, I think a lot of my current music taste came from just hanging out with Tom because he was like ahead of the curve with like, when I was still into Easy Core, he was already into Title Fight, you know? He was like into that soft grunge Tumblr stuff. And... Uh, <laughs> We just, we just, we already hung out and like listened to like the same bands basically, eventually. And uh, when he needed a new bassist, he just asked me to join. And like, I was, I like, I don't know, like I said, I've already had been in the band with Tom and we were already friends. And uh, Diet already had some local hype because they released like their first single, a song called Knee Brace. And um, it was really popular at the time here. Like, their EP release show, like before I was even in the band, like, drew in a lot of people and it was like I, heard, I couldn't go because I got grounded by my parents because I was also 16 <laughs> but uh, I heard it was like a really big show and like you know like I got asked being like this band that had all this local hype and like, I was so down at the moment. Hmm, true, nice. Peps? Okay. Um, <clears throat> so kind of what Ollie said but kind of bigger. What made you realize you wanted to play music? Like, at what age did you decide this is something that I think is cool enough that I want to do myself? I can tell you right now. 
I was like 13 or 14. Um, I don't know how, but like I got really into the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't even know where it came from. Like it just came up one day, and I got like uh, the Anthony Kiedis book, and I started reading that, and I was like, "That's crazy. I want to be." Don't know why. And that was really like from then on. I was trying to be free. I don't even play the bass anymore. <laughs> I think it was like when I was 13 as well. Like I bought my first like $200 bass, and um, I think it was like discovering Blink 182 because like the first album I listened to like front to back was Dude Ranch, and like that album like made me want to like play music. I just like like that whole vibe like that album had. So like my first like few bands were trying to be Dude Ranch, but you know eventually you grow up and make like better music. <laughs> yeah, um, I think well Tom and I like when we were younger we always wanted to play instruments, but like like well, you wanted to do guitar. I wanted to play drums since I was a little kid, but my parents were never letting me get a drum set when I was like ten. That wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> I didn't actually get drums until I was thirteen, fourteen, somewhere around there, and. Uh, I, don't, it's, I listened to rap my whole life until then, like hip-hop and stuff, and I still do, but I, I listen to way more, like, hours kind of music, the emo scene and all that, and um, I don't know, I mean, what the hell was I just going to say? <laughs> Music's fun. Yeah, music's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I mean, once I started playing drums, like, I, I was listening to Blink-182 nonstop. And I took it upon myself to learn every single song I could because Travis Barker, at the time, I thought was the best drummer ever until I realized that there's other ones, although he is amazing for what he does, but there are so many other good drummers out there. But at the time, he was like, my God. And uh, yeah, Blink definitely started me in music. Now I don't even listen to him anymore. But. I think once you realize like you can do anything you want and like no one can say anything, like good or bad, like as long as you're into it, that's when life music is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be handies. <laughs> like I could like I could my guitar with a drumstick and be like, this is what I want. He does. He does it a lot. Every show. I don't know. You can say anything. Yep. All right. So, what are some milestones you guys have achieved with diet so far? Uh, we toured the East Coast. That was cool. Laying in a van. Comfortably, but like, for some reason it felt great. That was probably Yeah, I think I'd say going on tour is definitely like, I mean like our old drummer, like when we went on tour, like that was like when he was like comfortable leaving the band. Cause, like, it was like something he always wanted to do, I'm pretty sure. And like afterwards, he literally he left like very shortly after. But um, also like it was something I always wanted to do. So like when I finally got to do it, it was like the best thing ever. My fault. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> My computer tells me what time it is. <laughs> I thought that was anime. I'm like just <laughs> watching anime during the interview. <laughs> 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 That's that's a new one. Anime is for nerds. Just remember that. I'm offended by anime. <laughs> <laughs> anime. 
and like I used to, like I walk in and my roommates watching anime sometimes I just get so mad like, <laughs> <out>. <laughs> just get super aggressive at yeah, no, okay, animated Japanese schoolgirls it, it makes me mad <laughs> anime makes anime make, makes you violent yeah <laughs> not the same guy when so, anime is um, so just jump back back into things um as you guys were saying you guys were um on tour you guys have been playing with some great people um you guys just actually got done a show with our good friends over in um everything ever um some of my favorite people like in tiny moving parts and that's kind of fucking sick so oh, they're awesome they're so nice yeah yeah which is really funny well not funny but like just the amount of Positivity that just radiates from that band for such a day. Yeah, I think like the singer's always smiling nonstop. Like I haven't been smiling, not smile once the whole show. It's so depressing. The music is just yeah. Even so when he was scream, screaming that he was sad, somehow he was happy as hell. It didn't make sense, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like you guys are playing with these awesome kids, and like you know, like what's like um the one thing that I like? How was the experience with all that? Um, like, like, like getting to play on like, on like with higher tier bands that, that are like, you know, rolling through and you guys are just like now are like at a point at which you're rolling with them now. The coolest thing about playing with everything ever, like, is like they're from where we're from, like Staten Island. Mm -hmm. And when I was like 10 or 11 or 12, like really young, like they were like a big band still. They had a different name. But like I looked at them like they were like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So that was the coolest thing to like play shows with them. Like, they ask us yeah, to play shows. Is. Like, it makes me very happy. That's, like, me playing with, like, Blink-82. Yeah, I felt the same way. Like, they uh, for that show, actually, they their drummer borrowed my drums. And they, like, it's not a big deal at all. But, like Tom said, like, when we were kids, like, they were the big thing. And they still are big. And they, uh, the bass player, Trotta, texted me, like, and he was like, hey, it's Trotta from everything ever. Like, you need drums? And I was like, what? But I was like, yeah, you're a professional. But, like, in my head, I was like, what? That's <laughs> <laughs> like internally screaming. Yeah, that's so cool. And it's so weird because like they live here. It's not like they're anything. Like, yeah, they're just normal people like us. But like I think one of them lives around the block from me. <laughs> like I'm not even sure. <laughs> that's cool. Fernando, uh, what, 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 what was your whole experience with it? Um, I didn't join the scene until I was like 14. So like that like big difference of time like really like three years in the music scene is like a big change like the bands completely changed and uh, so like I didn't really catch everything ever I actually see them at times like I've always like uh, talked to them they're like really nice dudes I really dig their music but I never had actually seen them live in that play shows with them something always came up where I had to like leave early like whether it was like my mom's birthday or I had to go to work or something so uh, the Time Moon Part Show was actually my first time catching them live. Ironically, <laughs> but uh, no, they've, I always like liked everything they released. Like I remember one of the first songs I heard from any band in like the music scene around here was they have a song called "Thoughts from the Eltingville Train Station," which is like kind of like a local anthem around here. Like everybody knows that song, and uh, it was cool too. Like I didn't, they had a different name back then. Their name was Curious Volume, so like I didn't even make the connection that they were the same band until way after when I heard them play that song. I'm like, oh my god, I know that song. So I thought that was pretty cool. But um, for the Time Moon Parts show, definitely Time Moon Parts was like, like that's a band, like I, one of the newer bands, I guess, that I've been really into. Like I have legitimately like catch them every time they're in New York City. So it was cool to finally like, get to play with them because it was like, you know, that's like pretty much the biggest band we've ever played with. Unless, I don't know, I don't know who's bigger than them or such gold, but we played with both those bands. And uh, it was pretty cool, yeah. 
to like find. I was like, I remember like I was one. Of the, I was the first person like at the venue because uh, like I live here, so like I literally had to walk like a block to get to the venue. And uh, like Time Room Parts was chilling. We had like this little room that like was aside from like the crowd where like there was pizza and we had all our gear there. And the old band was chilling there. And like I was the first one there. I walk in and Time Room Parts is just hanging there and like. I don't know what to say, you know, I just, I just looked at my phone the whole time, like, trying to avoid conversation. <laughs> just, I was just like, oh, you're afraid to say something weird. Yeah, no, I, I want to be like, yo, I like your music, but like, I don't know, I felt, I felt weird, I don't like it. Yeah, actually, at that show, it was pretty funny, uh, I, I, I've listened to their music before, but I never actually knew what they looked like, I never looked them up or anything. And I don't know if you see the drummer has an awesome mustache. It's like yeah, one yes, of those big, yes. you know? Yeah, so we were standing in the back where like the fans were able to go. I was standing there with my girlfriend and I was like, Oh look at that dude's mustache, that's awesome. And my girlfriend goes, That's the drummer. I was like, Oh, oh my god. Good thing I didn't say anything. I've been awkward. I'd have been a conversation and scared. <laughs> So we walked and be like, hey, you guys listen to Tiny Moving Parts? They're kind of cool. We're playing with them tonight. <laughs> By the way, the mustache is awesome, man. By the way, your mustache is awesome. <laughs> if you ever want to feel better, my band was uh, playing a show of random metalcore there. At, like the diner down the road. Yeah. Wait, James, what? We were there, and we thought they were in the band, so we just kind of asked them to come to the show. Did they go? They well, played. They, they were in the band. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, poor James. That's, that's rough. What See, you and, and now we're relaying these stories to other kids so that they cannot, they can no longer make these mistakes anymore. Yeah, look up the band you're playing with before you play. <laughs> <laughs> just look, just look up a picture. Just look at a picture before you make yourself look like an idiot. <laughs> That's what our lesson is. So, do you have a question? Okay. Yeah. So, Fernando, you're in school. Um, Joe and Tom, are you guys in school? Yeah, we're both in school. Okay. okay. How do you How do you guys all balance being in school and being in a band? Because those are both pretty time-consuming things to do. Well, Fernando's away at college, so that's probably the most difficult part. He's, I mean, he's not super far, but. It's 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 another. We can't ask him to come back so often. So when we have a show, well, he'll come back so we can practice. What not? But the rest of us are at school locally. I mean, Tom's in Manhattan. Me and Chris are both here in Staten Island, and we're all busy. But we make it work. I don't know. Fernando's probably talk about that since he's away. <laughs> yeah, the three of us are okay. The worst. Um, I mean, I'm only an hour away from home. I mean, I. I I can't go back every weekend because like I am in engineering school and like the amount of work and exams I have is like I don't like Halloween weekend I like I couldn't do anything I couldn't go home to like spend it with my friends because I had a chemistry test like the Tuesday of and they're like Halloween was a Saturday so if I went home I would have gotten no studying done so like really like I only go back like in fact um Tom actually takes care of like uh now he takes care of like studio time because we've been recording um, like an album over the last few months, but we we're moving at a very slow pace because of school. But uh, we have to like look at my syllabus and see like when I have like an exam and like make take those weekends out. But uh, I go home every like three weeks, so it's not that bad. That's good. That's good. 
I was going to follow up and ask how you manage that time, but you kind of answered that for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, just for, like, uh, further knowledge of what, who, what does, who does what, uh, Tom basically, like, manages, like, our studio time now, makes sure everybody's free. I just book some of the shows. Like, I'm usually the guy who looks for shows, like, not locally. <laughs> I do nothing. I play, I play the fucking drums. <laughs> Nothing else. All right. So, um, what's the message that you want people to take away from your music? I feel like we haven't completely dived into like your music as much yet. So let's start, I guess. That's hard. <laughs> Yo, you right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, when I would listen to bands and stuff, it's like. Hey, they know what I'm going through, you know? Like, I'm not the only person in the world. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I try to do when I write music. Like, sometimes I get very specific and stuff, but I don't know. Life's not that bad, even though it seems it. Other people go through it. That's what I try to do. For sure. I say we're a sad band, but, like, it's sad, but in, like, a happy way. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> Happy, happy sad. sad. Happy sad. <laughs> <laughs> like people are sad. With I got you. For sure. Both that. <laughs> um. Do you guys have anything else to add? Um, to that. I mean, um. Recently, the songs we've been writing have been like a collaboration between like me, Tom, and uh, Chris, who's not here at the moment. But, uh, like, they become, they used to be, like, Tom would write a song and bring it to us, and we'd, um, we'd find something to it. But, like, recently we've been, like, Chris writes his own lyrics now, Tom writes his own lyrics, I write some lyrics, too. And you could really see, like, the shift in, like, uh, I guess the style with, like, some of the lyrics that go into play. And, um, one of the things that, I guess... Diet's known for because most of the songs we released uh, have been written by Tom. Is that you can, I mean, I don't know if it's because like I have contacts because I know Tom. You could tell exactly what every song's about, you know, and they're specific but also big enough for like anyone to relate to. And I've always really dug that about Tom's like writing style. For sure. Thanks. <laughs> no problem, buddy. I mean, like, it really is cool to see the um. As you guys were, were, were discussing, there has been like a shift within the um, the sound that you guys have had, especially from like what is it, the album was called. Um, well, like especially with each release, like from Diet to Palindrome to like the two new releases that you guys just kind of put out with um, Happy Ralph and Gogo, um, which is really cool. Because like I'm assuming that, that you guys are like trying to now set like a new precedence as to like, like you know who you guys are and to become a little bit more established in sound as a band? Yeah, at first it was like, we want to sound like this, a specific genre, and now it's more like, let's just do what we want to do, like whatever we're into at the time. Like Chris is super into the 90s and stuff, and I'm like really into like brand new, so it's like how can we put all that together? Not so much trying to fit into something like specific. Yeah, just what we like, I mean. Yeah, like, me and Tom are very into, like, 
well, I mean, Tom's more into, like, brand new. I'm more into, like, the emo revival, like, more subtlety, like, Snow Wing and Algernon and all those, like, I guess, like, Matthew bands. Yeah. And uh, Chris is very into, like, 90s grunge. Like, he's all about that. So, like, one thing I've always liked about, um, especially, like, our live shows, is that we're, like, an emo band, but we just bring out, like, Chris just starts a solo somewhere that's very grunge. And um, he has, like, a lot of Dinosaur Jr. influence and that the driving influence. So, like, out of nowhere, we might, like, go, like, full-on noise, you know, like, on stage. And I've really, always really appreciated that. You guys, like, like kind of, like, end up becoming, like, a fusion between um, styles. Yeah. Yes. Bringing out that practice from your Nirvana cover band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... What's like the writing process like for you guys? Is it one of you guys just kind of writes lyrics and you guys put music to it? Do you guys jam stuff out? Like, how do you guys put stuff together and say, okay, this is a song, this is what we're doing? Um, it started off like I would just write the songs, and I would be like, like I would just do my guitar part and I'd be like, add to this type of thing. And then I honestly, I wouldn't, no one would know the lyrics until we recorded the song. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I just kind of didn't like showing them lyrics, and I realized that's the wrong thing to do. But now, uh, it's more like you just kind of practice and write things. Like, we have this. Uh, we had this one song called "Soap," where we just we like made it all up in the studio. We just kind of kept adding until we thought it sounded right, and we're kind of more into that now. It's not like. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Too planned. Yeah, it's not like too planned. More natural. You just and I show them the Just let it flow? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Wait, what did you say? Wait, you say? No, I said you guys just let it flow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, like, like, I don't play the drums, right? But I used to, like, have a guitar part, and I'd be like, this is how I think the drums should sound. And now it's kind of like play the drums, and if it works, it works. Just keep playing until it does work, you know? Very and the same way, like, uh, Chris and Fernando, they'll come with parts, and, like, we just work around it. Yeah. That's no, it. No, yeah, recently it's been a lot more of a collaboration between the three of us, and um, I guess, like, when we get around to releasing this, uh, this album, we plan, hopefully, like, soon. Um... You're you're gonna really see like the change from pound drum to now, that uh, even our songs like especially like we have one of our new songs called Pathos and um, literally we like switch instruments for that song like I wrote like we we have a bunch of demos and we like put them together like there was a Tom wrote one song I wrote this other song and somehow like the riffs worked together and then uh, Chris played bass for that one day when we wrote this song it eventually just turned into this like big four minute like energy, like, shifting, like, piece of music, you know? <laughs> so you would say the new stuff is more experimental than Palindrome? Oh, yeah, and a lot more. Palindrome was very, um, I guess a lot more structured. Like, here we're really, like, trying, like, every, like, if you listen to, Gogo um, is one of, like, newer songs, and, like, you're gonna go through this whole, like, album, and, like, every song, no, no two songs gonna sound, like, the same, I guess. Like, every song has its own vibe, and... The really cool thing about it is that every song is about, like, we try to write about something, like, real, you know, like, something we're actually going through. So, um, it's really going to be, like, a whole, like, like, all of our, like, 
experiences over since like Pound has been written. I like you can feel like the energy into like in each song of what we've been going through. Awesome. Awesome. So how would you say diet has evolved since the formation? I know one of the main things is that there's only one original member, but what about musically and like just how you sonically changed? Fernando. <laughs> uh, I guess just when the band started, like they wanted to really be Blink-182, and now it's like come such a long way. Like we're not trying to be anyone anymore. I mean, I guess like when people ask me like what do we sound like, like I would just say brand new, just because like that's the most accessible like band like people might know. But okay. uh, we definitely like what we listen to has evolved. And, um, like, recently, like, I've been getting a lot into, like, bedroom pop, and, like, eventually, like, we want to, like, include elements of what we're currently into without, like, completely changing our sound, because a lot of bands feel, like, Citizen, we really like, but I feel like with the new album, they listened to a lot of Daisy by Brand New, and they really tried to, like, emulate that album, and it did not work out too well for them. So, uh, the way we try to do is, like, we want to include, like, even though we're really into this album, like, we like borrowing elements to show, like, the influence, but we, you can't, like, re-release that album, you know? Like, when, like, we first, they first started, they really wanted to be another thing when they do, like, that's not the way to go about it, and I feel like we've figured that out, and, like, we've been able to evolve as, like, artists. For sure. That's, yeah, that, that's what you should do as musicians, you know? <laughs> this... James wrote the book. What? James wrote, wrote the book, and so as long as it meets his standards. He is the boss. Yep. He is the boss. I, I decide if bands are good or not. Oh, are we good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're lying. <laughs> You're good. But so, um, we'll start to wrap this up, and then we're actually going to play um, a song off, the, off of um, one of the new songs. I believe the song that we were picked to play was Happy Ralph. Um... I kind of want to just hear from like you know each one one of you guys. What's the one thing that you guys want to accomplish with diet? Uh, <laughs> I just kind of want to see how far it goes. I'm not like trying to accomplish anything really. It's really fun. But I want to see how long I can have fun. Um, I don't even know if we're trying to accomplish anything anymore because, like, I've always, like, said this to, like, you know, like, my friends, like, if, uh, Diet were ever to, like, let's say, like, make it, I don't think we even have, like, the time to, like, make it anymore, like, you know, like, a lot of these bands take time off, like, their jobs in college, and, like, Chris is in graduate school right now, and he's trying to be a teacher, and, like, I think, like, by the time we would make it, like, Chris would be a natural teacher, and then I'd be in, like, my last years of college, and, like, I feel like we'd have, like, our lives already kind of, like, not made, but, like, we can't disregard anymore to, like, go on tour, and like, constantly. So, like, we've been trying to go for, like, what we call the American football effect. We want to, we want to, we want to release music and have no one give a fuck about it, and then, like, ten years from now, we're going to be, like, the biggest thing on the planet. <laughs> Like uh, Goals. everything that we did so far, <clears throat> I didn't think we would do. So the only thing we do after is just 
cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it happened. Yeah, I was in a I was in a band before this, and one of the guys actually watching this right now, and um, it was fun. Like it was a way to start me out and get me into music. But unfortunately, we didn't do much like publicly and stuff. But it was fun for it had its purpose, and we got us all in the door of like our foot in the door. And being in diet like a short time after we were like I'm gonna diet for less than a month. We were already playing shows out of state and planning and recorded a couple months later for the Happy Ralph. We were you know, they were planning on touring to DC and then ended up missing up we ended up going to DC and playing a show in Maryland and hanging out DC as a band, which was awesome. And uh although DC was a little sketchy, but that's a different story. But uh <laughs> but I mean in terms of accomplishments, I mean, yeah, it'd be, it'd be awesome to be famous, but do bands, I mean, bands aren't, like, famous as a band isn't, like, what it used to be. When you're a kid, you see, like, you hear about, like, movies and shows, and everyone's famous, making millions, I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. And, like, bands, even that are big now, still have to work and have their careers. So, like, an accomplishment, that'd be cool. But just playing music in general is just fun. I mean, I, no matter what, whether I'm a guy or anything, I'm going to be playing the drums. I don't care. Also, the way Fernando answered that makes it seem like we're breaking up. We're not. <laughs> we're not breaking up. <laughs> very seriously. Yes. Just, just saying. <laughs> I'm actually try taking this interview as an opportunity to leave the band. Fernando goes to college. Believe it or not, I'm not the last person in the band to go to college. Tom just recently went back to college. <laughs> And you just graduated middle school, so I mean, like, you still have a little bit of time. <laughs> so let's start to jump into this song. Um, does anyone want to kind of, like, give a backstory as to um, Happy Ralph, anything that you guys want to, you know, drop before we do a big talk exclusive stream? I mean, this is a personal song for Tom, so it's completely up to him. Um, I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> Uh, I could tell you that we wrote this song a really long time ago, and then, like, we didn't like it, and then, like, two years after I wrote it, we, like, rewrote it. I don't know. Uh, everything else is kind of weird. Lyrically, <laughs> it's weird. I guess, um, the song, like, in the most vague terms, about, like, a very unhealthy relationship to be in. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, let's dig it. All right, here we go. Happy Ralph. Diet.
And we're back. Wake up, children. <laughs> we're alive. Come to me, my team. No, that oh, shit was okay. tight, though. I mean, like, when when are we gonna, like, you know, be treated to actual an actual EP? Because you guys have been dropping songs over the past few months. Because that was back in February, and the new song, Go Go, was just this past June, I want to say? Yeah. Yeah, so, 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 when, so when can we start to, to see some formation of, like, new music start up again? Um, pretty soon. We're going back to the studio in, like, a week. And we'll probably release another song. Sick, okay, sick. And um, then we're going full length. Full length status, there we go. Yeah. Uh, what else, is there anything else that you guys have, like, that's going to be coming out soon? Like any new tours, anything, any new info that you want to drop in early or anything like that? Uh, there's like talks of a tour that Fernando was doing, but he's also muted right now, so I don't know. Yeah, if I, I, I don't know if he knows how to unmute his camera. <laughs> <laughs> just okay. I just okay, realized I'm muted. My fault. Yeah, uh, I'm currently setting something up with one of the bands we played with uh, at the time when we part show. Um, there was this really cool shoegaze band called the Great Depression, and they're very cool. And uh, we we just talked, you know, like what, during the show and then afterwards. We they just we just uh, catched up, and um, they uh, we're trying to set up like a, just a weekender for the winter. And uh, we're gonna go down south. Or we're gonna go. Uh, our plan route for right now is Philly, Maryland, and DC. Uh, see, hopefully that works out. Um, it's still we're just we're just booking it right now. Hopefully it all works out. Well, sick. All right. F future things are in the future, and, and things are gonna be cool and fun. So it was great having you guys on. So let's give a hand to to Di. We got Fernando, Tom, and Joe, which is sick. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's a, woo, Thanks for having just, us. Just a giant fucking woo. <laughs> but so yeah, so um, we'll be back next week with a guest that I'm supposed to know, but don't. Um, we have content that's gonna be put up later this week that I should know. I don't. And um, things are gonna be great and wonderful. Just continue to um, be on the lookout for more diet info. You guys have any information you got me to share on the show or on the um, podcast? Both same thing on the website. That's what I'm looking for. Let a nigga know. <laughs> so, so from me, so from all of us over at Babe Talk, from Tony and James and myself, that's that show. So, hey, you go out and be somebody, guys. Um, have, have a great day. Have, have a great day. Oh, yeah, uh, thanks Enjoy for having us on the show, dude. I love Enjoy you. Enjoy your meal. Stay in school. Have a safe night, everyone. Stay in school. Stop well, using drugs. It's Don't 10 o'clock. Do you Just know where your children are? Good night, guys. <laughs> <laughs>